This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. It is close season, but there is still plenty to talk about, not least recruitment. The transfer window is open, and after last summer, um, well, expectations for new signings are probably quite reasonable, aren't they? So, uh, making his podcast debut, and we're very, very pleased to have him on, is Oscar, who you may know on Twitter as ITFC Analytics. Oscar, where are you and how are you doing? Uh, I'm fine, Ben. How are you? I'm, I'm lovely. Whereabouts, whereabouts are you in the country? Uh, I'm based in Bath. So I'm part of the South Southwest Brigade. Another one of the Southwest Brigade. And um, how did you come to uh, support Ipswich? Um, my mum's family were all from Ipswich. So I always visit it, my granddad over there and my dad took me to games. Isn't it? It's a curse. And how did you get into, uh, well, first of all, plug the Twitter account. Uh, tell people what I'm sure lots of people that follow us and watch us already follow you. But um, give the Twitter account a little plug. Um, and tell us how you sort of got into it. Yeah, so it's uh, ITFC Analytics on Twitter. Um, I'm looking this summer to probably produce some scouting reports on our new signings, barring Ball and the Dapper. It's too late now, obviously. Um, but yeah, any new signings, I'll post some dashboards, scout reports, looking at them with video analysis and etc. And this is sort of becoming more and more common now on, on Twitter. I think the gap between fans and sort of decent analysis and decent numbers is getting smaller and smaller, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting a lot smaller. I think McKenna's definitely helped that with our fan base. Um, I'd say there was a gap previously, but it's definitely definitely going down. 100%. So, um... Yeah, give, uh, give Oscar a follow um, at ITFC Analytics and... Um, something that you will find, I think I think it's pinned up there on um, his Twitter, is uh, the Ipswich Town um, recruitment plan, which is an incredibly detailed, I think 100 pages of yeah. um, analysis and ideas of um, signings and whatnot. Um, we're going to have a, a little look at that and a little chat about that. So if you do want to follow along, uh, hit pause on YouTube or um, on the podcast right now and head over to at ITFC Analytics and it's the pinned tweet and you can follow along. Um, Oscar, you've sort of you've laid it out in uh, one, two, three, four, five segments. If you're watching on YouTube, you're able to see it on the screen now. 
Uh, league and team performance analysis, squad depth and style of play analysis, player performance overview in 21-22 season, uh, recruitment introduction, and then the bit that I think people are going to be um, sort of most excited about, because we love talking about transfers and speculating about players, is um, the sort of recruitment plan. Um, can you just, uh, before we go into detail, um, broadly sort of tell us about this document and um, what the sort of aims of it are? Um, it was a long time. It was a big process <laughs> to get through it. I'll say that. It was a couple months of hard work, maybe two. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit of fun, really, and just showing what skills I can do. Um, for anyone of note, if they wanted to have a look in the football industry, etc. Um but yeah, I just wanted to, a lot of the documents that I see get put out, no disrespect, it's a lot like data-based and then like here's like their data and then just a brief overview. I wanted to go really in-depth on the player by looking at them, doing a graded scout report, doing some more technical analysis with some like XY data. And yeah, I just wanted to make a really detailed overview of where we should improve the squad. Awesome. So um, let's look into this first segment then, league and team performance analysis. If you do a bit of explanation, I'll do a bit of scrolling um, through the many, many pages of the document. Um, what were your sort of um, findings last season on League One, which was, um, re regardless of any um, kind of technical on-pitch stuff, was just a ridiculous season with the table sort of splitting around position 10 and lot of, did Plymouth miss yeah. out in the end of things? 80 points didn't get in the playoffs, which was, so we had a, a very kind of split sort of table, but um, furthermore than that, what were your sort of um, findings on last season? It was more just a look of how we performed against certain teams and certain styles. Um, so what I found from against the different oppositions we were much stronger against the bottom teams, especially at home. Um, around the middle teams, we did okay. 1.5 points per game, although that needs to be higher. But away from home against the middle teams, we were shocking. Although a lot of that was due to Cook. Um, against the playoffs, we recorded 1.14 points per game. Uh, the playoff chasing pack. And then against the three teams in contention promotion, we only we only recorded 0.66 points per game, which is it's relegation, relegation form, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, we need to improve a lot more against the bigger teams. I think that improved when McKenna came in because a lot of these losses away from home were against Woolworth Cook. But, yeah. Do you foresee the table splitting in a similar way next season or do you think it might look like a bit more what we consider a normal league table where you have maybe, I don't know, six to eight relegation teams. Then you have the teams trying to get away and head to the middle. Then you have a little block chasing the playoffs. Then you have your good teams and then you have your automatic chasers. So we just didn't get that, did we, last season? Do you think it might be different next? Uh, I'm not sure. I think the quality of league one's gone up with the improved use of data behind the scenes, etc. I think teams are playing... Uh, they're paying a lot more attention to oppositions with their approach before games, with their press on the ball, shapes. I think it's a lot more interesting. It's a lot more tight now. But yeah, hopefully we've got the quality to prove for it. 
and don't get involved in that mid-table scrap again. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, section two, um, it's scrolling here. Player performance overview in 21-22 season. Um, what? Oh, sorry, no. Squad depth and style of play um, analysis. Um, what were your sort of findings there in terms of um, what the squad looks like um, already and what it did last season? Um, there was quite a lot of bodies last season. Uh, we covered a lot of areas very well with that, but the quality when the first eleven went were injured, etc., was just not not great. A lot of players are out of contract. A lot of players could leave still in the summer. The Pennies, Harpers, maybe even Vincent Young if he isn't satisfied with a squad depth role. Simpson. But yeah, it was a really bloated squad, and it's really important that we get that quality in as well as having the quantity with the five subs next season. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, and in terms of the sort of player performance overview, um, who were the standouts last season that um, need to be built around from your findings? Uh, well, the standouts, I'd say Wolf and Burns, they've got the new their new contracts. Um Danassian, I thought, was superb. I think a lot of the talk that he should, he'll be the one that misses out in the back three doesn't really make sense. He gets so much out of Burns. He can play as a right back or a right centre back in a three. It just gives us great versatility to just con con continuously switch in, in games. Um, Morsey showed up really well on the data as well. Um, his ball carrying, his ability to keep the ball was just superb. Uh, Evans is someone that didn't really show up well. I think he ranks in the bottom five of all midfielders in League One for defensive duels one, which is just really shocking. <laughs> and not what you in expect a, for a player of his type. In a midfield but, two as well. Yeah. I think he's got some good attributes there. Um if you can give him, if you can get him in games where there's going to be time on the ball in midfield, I think he'll be really useful, especially when the opposition are defending narrow. You can get those switches of play going, and I think we really missed him at the end of the season, because so we just really had no no switches of play in our team at all. With Edmondson getting injured as well, mm. and that just really didn't help our ability to quickly move the ball side to side against the opposition. Sure, sure. Uh, and what about up top? Um, a mixed bag. I think Norwood looked good on the data, <clears throat> and I would have kept him if um he would have signed a contract, just as that poacher off the off the bench type player. He'll get goals wherever he goes. Uh, Caden Jackson looked very good on the data. His chance creation numbers were superb. Think he ranked. Is that just based on his running power? I'd say so, but his crossing ability is very, very good now. I think it it's actually improved is, a lot. isn't it? Yeah, I agree with that. It's, yeah. it's it's off both feet as well, so you can go in either channel. You can go down the left as well. I think he's better on the left because he can go both ways. <clears throat> but yeah, I think Simpson from Swindon was really raw. But I think the abilities he's got is very good and I'm pretty pretty sad that he's gonna be leaving. Uh Bonham Piggott, not the greatest. 
I think Bond was pretty shoddy apart from his goal scoring and aerial duels numbers. He's red across the board. <clears throat> and then Piggott was shocking in front of goal. I think he ranks in the bottom 20% for shots per 90, so he just wasn't getting in the areas enough. No. And, um, yeah. Cool. Um, let's dial in then to the bit that uh, people are probably going to be most interested in, and these sort of ideas for um, signings. And it's it's quite interesting because, um, let's be honest, some of the transfer talk we hear is fairly ridiculous isn't it and it's um draw a name out of a draw a name out of a hat that may have some kind of tenuous link or um uh, my general rule with football supporters is they um overestimate the prices of the players for the team they support by treble or quadruple often <laughs> and they overestimate the players that they're able to sign often by double as well and um in in the real world, hopefully, um, Mark Aston. Uh, to be fair, though, um, I think there was a couple of very um, punching signings last season, put it that way. But um, let yeah. me just bring your document up. So uh, this is interesting. This um, uh, We've been having a laugh in the um, Blue Monday Telegram uh, group about the word profiles because it's come up <laughs> so, so many times, hasn't it? But yeah. um, you've identified four areas um, that I think most of us would agree with here. Left wing back central midfield, um, uh, in terms of attackers, you've called it like a left-sided 10, so uh, inside, forward, or uh, it's, it's very um, sort of manoeuvrable across the, the front with um, with modern football, to sound like an old man, and um, and a striker. So um, can you just drill into, drill into that a little bit in terms of those four areas you've identified? I think the left wing back was the most important. I think Thompson or Penny done enough, went on the ball. I think Thompson was a very competitive defender. He had good athleticism, but in build-up, he was pretty uncomfortable. He gave the ball a lot away. And um, in the final third, he just didn't have any dynamism to take on his man, and his ability to cross wasn't great. And um, with the way McKenna set us up, I think it's very important that we get a complete left wing back rather than a winger like Burns, which a lot of fans want to do um, we just need someone that's more comfortable in many different areas of the pitch that's just to get the most of out of all of our players the Nassian can then play as a right back you can have wing Burns playing as a winger and then you can have Edmondson he's probably the preferred left centre back he doesn't have to come too wide if the left wing back's deeper which helps him on the ball um, but they also need to have dynamism going forward because we all know how bad the left side was in terms of chance creation. <clears throat> and yeah, we're just way too dependent on the right side in build-up and going forward. And I think it was a really, really key for us to get this position right, as well as getting an adequate backup, because I don't think Penny's good enough. He could be, but he's got too many bad attributes. Interesting. Um, and... You have names. This is good. Uh, so, left wing back targets there. How many have you got there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty, fifteen of them. Crikey! Um, look, we'll be here all day if we look at all um, all of the players. But is there anybody um, sort of particularly in terms of that left wing back um, position? And uh, let me just do some reading for those people who are listening um, on the podcast. Uh, 
Derry Merkin, Cohen Bramall, Alvaro Fernandez, Calamo Dowder. Has he transferred already? Has he gone somewhere yeah, he's already? A, he's yeah. a Cardiff now. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, Brandon Fleming, uh, Sam Adik Kube. Apologies for butchering his name, as I'm about to do with Chima uh, Okoroji, Ellis Iandolo, Brandon Ormonde Otelwil, Harry Boys, Ale Koke, Nikki Caden, Connor Grant is a familiar one. Um, Mikel Miller and George Nurse. Um, who on that list would you would be sort of your your number one? Do you think, Oscar? Um, so when I looked through this list, I compiled the type of player they are. Um, just a quick summary, and then I had some question marks just to the side of that. To um, just to quickly summarize each player, get a quick overview, so I could then rate them using a color coded system. I think the three favourites and uh, the ones that are included in the document are Derry Merkin from Voldenham. He's in the Dutch second division. He was born in Colchester, so he's easily easily gettable with the work permits. Um, Brandon Fleming from Hull was one of them, and so was Connor Grant from Plymouth. One that nearly made it was George Nurse from Shrewsbury. I think he's just good, good all round, but I was worried about his ability to create chances. And who's it? Can can I, with my championship hat on, say I don't think Brandon Fleming drops a drops a division. I think he's good. I I think he's yeah. um he's he's um he's trending upwards. Who's who's your favourite then? Do you think? Uh I'd probably say Derry Merkin is my favourite. I think his ability on the ball is just superb. He's he's quite tall. He used to be a winger. Um. In the Voldenham Academy, he got converted to a left back. Um, his technical ability is just superb. Playing in the Dutch division, you'd expect that, and he's got mm. the athleticism to combine with that when he transitions to the English league. Uh, the question marks I have about him is that he spent a year out injured this summer last year. I think he only played five games towards the end of the year. Had a foot injury, I think, and. Um, also, they got promoted, so they're in the Eredivisie now. So it could be quite hard to uh, lure him across. 100%. Um, right, let's move on to uh, central midfielders. And um, I think you've already kind of outlined it here, haven't you, in terms of that Morsi's very good and, you know, patently obvious to anyone who you know, on on the eye test, isn't it? Um, but particularly, um, and I mean, there were times I almost wanted him to drop a third midfielder in there, especially with the wing backs as as high as they are. But if you're playing with a midfield too, what what, what do we need in there? Uh, I was mainly looking for someone that had a bit of um, versatility to their game, someone that was pretty destructive, so they could deputise for Evans. Well play instead of Evans and then deputise for Morsey. Just give us a bit more back when we field because I thought we we struggled with that when Bakinson or Evans played alongside Morsey. Just that, just a bit of a battler in midfield as well as having good good on the ball attributes, press resistance, can take the ball in the half turn and drive upfield, good passing range, can sweep up play. And yeah, the main targets I looked for um George Dobson was my number one voice from Charlton. I think he's a very underrated player. He's got the battle in him, the competitiveness, but he's also quite good on the ball. He keeps it well when he's taking people on. And Charlton and have can... just 
hired um, Garner, haven't they? So they've got a new manager in, yeah. in there as well. Sorry, can continue. Um, he's got a really, really good passing range, which um, combines with Evans quite well. So you don't lose much when either of them switch out. Um, my number two choice was Jack Taylor. Quite an ambitious one. That's been There's that's more... been linked though by some decent sourcing journalists though, hasn't it as well? Yeah, I think he was the profile I, I kind of wanted. A young technical player who's, who's competitive, can play in both positions that Morsey and Evans do. Has ability to grow. Um, I think the potential cost was way too high. I think Peter were looking for something like four million or something, <laughs> which is just yeah ridiculous at this level for us. And my number three choice was Archie Collins from Exeter. This is more of a project player, I'd say. He's not that tall, like Evans is, but he's very good in the air. He's got a really good jump on him. I had issues of him whether he could play as a single pivot in a three-five-two, but I'm sure it could be taught. Cause he's a clever footballer. I think he's played about 150 games or so at the age of 22 already. Crikey. He's captain Dexter on multiple occasions as well, so he was someone I was a lot very interested in. Excellent. Um, so, talk to me about um, how you see central midfield panning out. I know people get grumpy with me on the podcast, but I do think there's times where um, just tweak that shape and um, drop the extra central midfielder in. Do, do you think there might be something we we see, and there might be, you know, there might be game time for three central midfielders, especially yeah, with five I think subs. Kind of was, yeah. I think McKenna was very versatile last year. Um, I think if I go back to my style of play analysis, he used a 3 4 3 12 times, 4 2 3 1 6 times, and then used a 3 4 1 2 and a 3 5 2 five times. So he's got he's got the ability to change positions. Um, I think with Aluko, we can easily go back to Aluko and Humphreys, can both play as the, that third midfielder on the right. I think it's quite quite a seamless transition if either of them do. The positions that they they take up and Chaplin take up are very similar, and it's it'll just be a different shape off the ball. So I think there's definitely the chance to do that as well. Excellent. Um... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. 
If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. All right, let's have a look at these, um, what you call left-sided number number 10. And I think a lot of people thought going into last season, this was a bit bloated, this, you know, use whatever words you're comfortable with, winger, inside forward, number 10, um, modern attack or whatever, that it was like there was almost too many players in these positions. Um, where, where, where do you think we are We are with this in terms of... Um, you know the, the the sort of the sort of depth from what we need. Uh, yeah, it's quite a weird one because when I look at it now, we look quite short. I think. I agree. In my final ideal squad depth chart, I've only got two players listed as the left side of ten. Um, that was Kyle Edwards and Selena, and you ideally have Kyle Edwards deputising for Burns on the right. So I think we are short there. I mean, Dobra could play there, but I think his time here might be over. So, yeah, we're definitely short of quality and depth there. And I think we'll look to bring two in. Interesting. I think McKenna will go for a 10 slash an 8 that can play deeper and deputise for Morsey occasionally or play in a midfield three. And then he'll, he'll also look to go for like an all-action forward, play across the front line, someone with a bit more dynamism maybe. Um, give give us some names then. Um, again, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see them on the screen. But who do you like? Uh, my three choices were Selena, obviously. Uh, Ruben Rodriguez, who comes from Notts County in the National League. So quite a step up, but I think he's got all the abilities to do it. No doubt. I think Remind Rodman... me, did not did Notts not County lost spectacularly in the playoffs, didn't they? Is that, was that he... was to Paul Hurst, yeah. I think, was it? Yeah, yeah it was to Grimsby. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two extra time goals. It was some, some. It was one of those ones where I wasn't paying. I wasn't watching the game, and all of a sudden, my phone's going ten to. Double. Are you watching this? Are you watching this? <laughs> no, what's going on? But anyway, sorry. But so that might be a player who's ready to step up some in some um, in some yeah. respect somewhere. Definitely, I think he's he's really well rounded. I think he's got superb technical levels, but he's got also got really good height and strength. So he'll be able to adapt to the level really good. He can roll off defenders really well. I think he's that like all action player that could he could also be the forward type. I think he's played up front for Notch County a lot this season, but he's been dropping off. So I think he would be a very good addition. I think Rotherham are interested, which is which shows his ability, because Rotherham have always been quite good at recruiting players. And my number three was Anthony Evans from Bristol Rovers. This wasn't one I was really sure on. He's more of a, a number eight than a ten, but I thought his ball striking and ability to create chances were just superb. And I thought he'd definitely be someone that could add to us with set pieces outside the box, crosses from deep. And do you think uh, there's any potential? I know it's a bit old fashioned now. The number ten off a front two. Chris Wilder was very sort of successful with it. Ditched it when he got to the Premier League, obviously. But um, do you think there's any chance of seeing that sort of 
central number 10 figure with a front two at any point. We'll go on to strikers in a minute, but specifically in, in this range we're talking about here. Uh, I'm not sure about a central behind a two. I think McKenna's, McKenna likes to use the half spaces a lot more. I think he likes to have that right-sided number 10 striker potentially dropping off and then in the left channel have a a striker running in behind. He'd like to use Jackson there a lot and Norwood. And I think he'll definitely look to get a an aerial aerial type striker to play to play as the central one next to Jackson, etc. Interesting. Interesting. Right. So this is the player that everybody wants and <laughs> always amuses me this. Right, we need a striker. What do we need? Okay, someone who's going to score 25 goals, who's 22 years old, who's um, going to be cheap, who's tall, fast, never gets injured. And you're like, okay, I think you've just described Erling Haaland and he's gone to <laughs> Manchester City. But, um, but this was a big, a big problem last year, as, as you as you mentioned. Um, what, what do we need? Um, football has, has changed a lot. It's you know, the, the, the player that literally just sticks the ball in the net kind of doesn't exist, certainly in, you know, when working with a, a Kieran McKenna type coach. So what do, what do we need in terms of striker? And we'll, we'll look at some names. Um, I think we need a just a more of an aerial threat, really. I think we really lack that ability, ability to just go back to front really quickly. Um, someone that can drop in between the lines and just help link up play easily. So, like, uh, I think Norwood and Bond struggled with that type of their game. Agreed. And there was a lot of time where the ball just bounced off them. Same with Piggott. Although his intentions were good to drop in, I think he just didn't have the ability to do it. I think he's the type of striker we want. Someone who has a bit of a bit of frame, can drop in, um, strong in the air. Don't describe um, Drogba. No. <laughs> But yeah, so much more of a, a complete striker. I think when I was looking at the chances we were creating over the, the course of the season, a lot of them came from heading opportunities. I think we created about, under McKenna, I think we created an XG of five or so from heading opportunities with our strikers and attacking players. And I think we scored one goal. Mm. So it's definitely an improvement there to be made. I think we create a lot of 1v1s in behind as well. The ability to finish from them is very important as well. God, is you know, it's. I don't want to go into Roy Keane mode, but it's his job, isn't it? You know that that that's what strikers beg for, don't they? One one v one. Yeah. Right. Let's look at. And I'm going to read out these names because these are interesting. Right. Uh, Max Waters, Carlton Morris, Johnson, Clark, Harris, Stephen Humphreys, Ryan Hardy, uh, some successful players from League One last season. George Hurst, Daniel Udo, Least Musse. Uh, Ellis Sims, that's an interesting one. Uh, Jerry Yates, Aaron Collins, Callum Hendry, Colby Bishop, he's punished us before. Troy Parrott, Corley Woodrow. Um, I assume you popped Freddie Ladapo on there quite accurately before we um, before we actually <laughs> signed him. Talk to me about some of those um, names and talk specifically about Ladapo if you want for a minute because you'd identified him on there already. Yeah, I think Ladapo, uh, he'll get goals. There's no, there's no doubt about that. I think his availability will be an issue. I think he only played, I think the last three seasons at Rotherham, he hasn't played over 25 games, well, 25 starts. So Can we give the caveat issue. there, Oscar, that they've got Smith and they did like a one yeah. up front and, a, you know, loads of central midfielders, didn't they? Yeah. 
Uh, that was in the championship, wasn't it? Um, I mean, towards it the, when they were dropping off at the end of the season, we started to when we Rotherham just started losing uh, strangely, yeah. and you know we, we sort of started to see that a little bit in the championship. God, definitely wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry, continue. Uh, but yeah, he's a poacher. He'll get goals, but he's also got good ability off the ball. He's okay in the air, not amazing. He's not the complete striker that I want to bring in. I think he's the that second striker, and if he doesn't start, he comes off the bench and makes an impact. Right. I think he'll be contending with Jackson for that left inside forward role to just run the channel. He's got really good 1v1 ability when he gets in behind. He works shots for himself really, really well. I think that's another key thing I was looking for in a striker. A lot of the chances we created are in congested boxes and we need people that can work a yard of space very quickly, get a okay. shot off. I think Chaplin's very good at that, which is yeah. helpful. Yeah, very much if we can increase our chance creation down the left, create more cutback opportunities, I think Chaplin could easily get 15, 20 goals. Yeah, with his early shooting ability, like you say, and yeah. shifting the ball, um, shifting the ball a little. Um, who else on that list? Because there's some um, some interesting names there. Who do you like? Uh, my number one target was Colton Morris. Quite ambitious, I think. The fact Barnsley got relegated I mean. They don't really want to sell to us. He's a really, really big threat in the channels. In me, we can we can do, go direct, either in behind or to feet or in the air. He can hold it up. He's got a good ability between the lines as well. He played on the wing for Barnsley a lot, although they were very direct um, in their spell under Ismail. He was still very... He still had a job to do on the ball. Oh, he the, made a big floor. impact when they arrived. And I suspect if you ask Marcus Shop, who was Barnsley manager for about 13 games, I think he only had Morris for two two games before he got injured. Yeah. He might might think he would have lasted a bit long. Do you think some championship teams might bid for Carlton Morris, though? Yeah, I can see MK Dons going in for him. Especially yeah, he was if, there on loan, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, with Russell Martin as well. I think he's good friends with Russell Martin. Oh, you mean Swansea? together at... Uh, Swansea, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were there together at Norwich and MK Dons. Right, yeah, yeah. And I, I could see that one happening, especially if especially if Michael Obafemi gets sold. Um, I have worries about his finishing record. I don't think he's the greatest of finishers. But I also don't think it's something we need. I don't think we need a 20-goal striker. Because I think we've got three players with Jackson, Ladapo and the next man to come in that can easily get between them 40, 45 goals. Then got the two tens. I think Morsey can do more. We've got Wes Burns, Burns. on the right. Yeah. yeah. We've got potentially, if we get the right left back in, who's a threat at the back post, like Markin would be, we can we can increase the goals there. And also set pieces. I think there's we, we don't need to get a 20-goal striker. It's just about... It'd be nice um, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be nice. Um, but I think we've got enough threat there. No, I, I agree. Um, it's about balance, isn't it? Um, get, talk to me about some of these other names on here. Uh, George Hurst, I'm a big fan of. Uh, really tall, can stretch a play, drop off, he can hold the ball up. I don't think he's the greatest between the lines. But I Is think that a freebie as well? Is he, is he out of... No. No? I think... I think Transfer market said he was out of contract, but I'm not sure that's true. I think there is a fee involved. Okay. Um, 
Plus, he's under 23, so even if it was a free, it'd be compensation involved. Um, right. I think he's improved a lot under the Cowleys at Portsmouth. I watched a couple of his first games. He was very raw. You could see the abilities was there, but... Yeah, I remember him went on, not cutting it. He went on yeah. loan to Rotherham, okay, in a team that ultimately got relegated, but they you know, ended up not really using him. So I think he needed to come to League One and figure it out, didn't yeah. he? I think with 20, his age at 23, I think he'll be a project player. Someone McKenna would back himself to develop. I think he's got all the abilities. He's great in the air. He's um, very good at finishing one-on-one as well, especially in that right channel. And yeah, he's he's got the lot. I think he's one that can develop into a big money move if played right. Sure. Um Talk to me a bit about Ellis Sims because I remember Neil Critchley. Who I can't still can't believe is now assistant manager at Aston Villa rather than <laughs> managing Blackpool. But um, it was Sims and Yates the yeah. previous season when they went up, and I thought Sims was thought he was excellent. Yeah, I think he's really good. I think he's he's above our level now. I think he might have a strong preseason at Everton. I think he's really really good physically. Championship loan, maybe? Yeah, potentially. And if not, he'll be a, a squad player at Everton. I think League One, I think it's, it's below us now. Unless you went in permanent, his yeah. contracts are 2024, 20, two years left. I think okay. it'd be a really big fee. <clears throat> he had a, I think he had a decent season at Hearts last year. And he was very good at Blackpool, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's just too, too above our level. Okay. Um give me a give me a more realistic one then. Uh the third one I went for was Corley Woodrow. Someone I think we've been linked with. Uh he's made he's different to Morrison Hurst. He's not a threat and behind. He doesn't have as good of an ability in the air, but his ability between the lines is top notch. And I think if you utilize him I think this will need a change in system potentially. If we can play him next to Ladapo or Jackson, I think they'll they'll both succeed in equally. If we could just get in between the lines, I think Piggott, we tried to do that a lot with Piggott last year. I think McKenna, McKenna's um, the frequency McKenna used him showed he likes his profile, which is very similar to Woodrow, but obviously Piggott didn't cut it, whatever the reason that was. But yeah, I like Woodrow. I think. He's got a really good threat outside the box, which is something we really lacked again. That could be another route for getting goals. It's just that issue you raised, Oscar, if Barnsley would, I'm sure, rather sell to the Championship and get more money and then not to a, not to a rival in terms of... Yeah. But what we have seen with Barnsley in the last few years is they're not, not afraid any transfer window to ship out eight and bring, bring ten in. So it's not beyond the realms of... Um, yeah. Possibility. Um, look, Johnson Clark Harris is the the kind of um, home run League One goal machine. Where do you see him ending up? He's on your list. Um, I think he's another that's above our level. He was put in mainly because I think his qualities would really suit us. He'd score goals, really good in the air. His back to goal play is superb. I think. Um, I watched him at Bristol City, Peterborough earlier this season and he was superb I think one thing one some question marks I have over him obviously the fee uh, secondly Peterborough won't sell to us 
Um, I don't think he's the most athletic. I think I remember when Peterborough in the League One, they didn't really press much from the front because of Clark Harris's mobility levels. I don't think he has the he's the greatest at running in the channels, but he's obviously a goal scorer and he'd get twenty five plus, wouldn't he? Probably at most at most League yeah. One clubs, frankly, wouldn't he? If you just stick him in there, make chances for him, and uh, hide his weaknesses, like you um, like you suggested. Um, and what is going to become of Troy Parrott? Because he sort of played in a. Um, I mean, he, he wasn't he wasn't good for us. I think we can all admit that, but we can all admit the yeah. mitigating factors that um, Lambert kind of lost the plot tactically or some believe never had it in the first place, did he? But he looked much different. Um, I saw him a couple of times in the flesh for MK. He looked like this dynamic um, inside forward. Feels more like one of your inside left um, players rather than your, yeah. your central striker, doesn't he? But um, where's he likely to end up? Um, well, on his inclusion in the list, I think he was one that if Jackson was to not sign his contract, he was one I'd right. look for. Someone that can play in the inside left, of course. Someone that can play up front because his abilities off the ball are superb as well. He's got a great round, all-round game, but um, definitely needs to improve his scoring record. I think he heavily underperformed his XG this season. Oh, they created loads as well, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Fantastic. Awesome stuff, um, Oscar. So, just give me... Go on, I'll, I'll hold your feet to the fire. Give me one name... For each position, uh, left wing back, central midfielder, left sided ten and striker, go. Uh, left back, Derry Merkins, my number one choice. Mm-hmm. Although Connor Grant would be superb as well. Centre midfielder, Dominic Ball obviously has came in now, so I think it's a bit ruled out. But George Dobson. Okay. Uh, left side of ten, my number one was Selena, and up front. My number one is Carlton Morris. Excellent stuff, Oscar. Um, everyone's been taking the mickey out of me in the Blue Monday Telegram because I want us to sign some 33-year-old somewhere. <laughs> um, now, I know you're heavy, heavy data, and there is no data that measures somebody's influence and somebody's you know, ability to come into a squad and you know, make things sort of, uh, I, I don't know, tick off the pitch and stuff. Yeah. Do you um, agree? Most, to be fair, most people disagreed with me, and they want kind of young <laughs> players coming in. But we're a club, Oscar, that's had a let's be fair, a rubbish mentality or lack of winning mentality for into decades now. Do you not see there's a there's someone you can you can maybe uh, drop in, uh, maybe someone experienced? And I don't want to be mean to our current squad, but who's been places and done things in the game that a lot of our squad haven't? Potentially. I think at the back, we do... Do we lack a leader? I think Edmondson's a good leader. Maybe we lack some experience at the back, although that would probably require Burgess leaving. I think in midfield, we've got Morsey, Evans and Ball. I think we're fine there. We've got Aluko. We've got senior figures in midfield. I think up front... um, I think this conversation came off the back of the link to Danny Hilton, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Which, yeah. Um, which not, I'm not saying you signed Danny Hilton from Luton who had horrific no. injury problems the year before and play him for, play him for you know, 35 games in a, in a team you want to get promoted. But 
in respects of having somebody around the place. You know what I'm saying? That that yeah. can be that can be the difference. Yeah, it, it can be important. I, th- I think we're fine in that respect because I think we've got Ladapo and Jackson who are already 28 and 29. Uh, I, I think we need to get a younger striker in just for the future. I think there won't be much. I mean, a lot of both of their games is very reliable on pace, very reliant on pace. And I think both of them may come come to an end in the next few years. And I think we need to get a need to get a striker in who's a bit younger. Yeah. Although I get your point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to talk about unquantifiable things. It's one of those arguments that's impossible to prove or disprove anyway. <laughs> so it's just an interesting uh, debate. Oscar, that is absolutely tremendous. Um, give us a, another plug then for the 100 pages of lovely, lovely goodness. Uh, where can people find it and um, where can they find you? Uh, if you go on to Twitter and find my page, ITRC Analytics, you can find my pinned tweet, which is the link to my recruitment document. I spent a lot of time doing it. Any feedback or support for it would be very appreciated. And um, yeah, plans for the summer. They can do some scout reports, get some squad depth charts going when the season starts. And um, yeah, during the season, hopefully I can do some some more opposition analysis. It's what I enjoy doing. I didn't do it anywhere near enough last year. Hopefully do some more of that get some more post-match analysis going as well. And yeah. Fantastic stuff, Oscar. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Obviously, if you want to hear from Oscar again, who brings a, a bit of a different um, kind of slant than anyone on the pod, we, we kind of look at the basic metrics on the pod, but we don't really go into you know the sort of detail that someone like yourself would, frankly, none of us would profess to, understand a lot of the lot of the data so we'll, we'll, rely, we'll rely on you for for that but if you want to hear from um oscar again um and he's willing we will most definitely make that happen just give us a shout um at blue monday itfc uh please as ever subscribe and like um if you're on youtube um and we'll try and keep things ticking over we'll probably be fairly reactionary throughout the close season where hopefully we'll have some more um, lovely signings to talk about. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you again, Oscar, for coming on. And um, we will see you soon on the Blue Monday podcast with hopefully some of these names on this here document um, holding up a holding up a shirt in the director's box <laughs> up at Portman Road. <laughs> It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.